the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app. It's the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. A couple minutes after 4, beautiful day on the cloudy side, a little sunshine. 70 for the high. Love that. Cloudy night. Might get a shower. Low 59 on the cloudy side tomorrow. Shower, thunder shower, too possible. Could touch 80 tomorrow. How about that? Phil's lost 4-1 to Detroit yesterday. They're taking on the Yankees tonight at 6.05. Flyers home tonight at 7 against the Rangers. And the Sixers at the Lakers tonight at 10. The NBA trading deadline just passed at 3 o'clock this afternoon. The Sixers making a trade for George Hill of the Oklahoma City Thunder. He's a guard who's known for his defense as the Sixers try and shore things up and put themselves in position to win an NBA championship. Not to be lost in the shuffle, Joe Flacco signed also as a uh, backup to the Eagles quarterback, Jalen Hurts. And uh, that happened just a day or so ago. And Flacco was asked, if you ever thought... He'd see himself playing for the Eagles growing up since he is a local guy. And here's what he had to say. It honestly wasn't too much of a thought. I had no idea. You know, I was just a kid out there and, you know, I was probably acting like I was Fred Barnett and, you know, who else knows who at that point? Keith Byers and all those guys, uh, Reggie White. Um, you know, I, I, I can go back that far to, to those teams. And then when I was in high school, you know, watching McNabb and, and, and all those guys, you know, get to all those NFC championship games. Um, I've played a couple games in this stadium and it's, you know, you know, I, I came, came back here when I was in college at some point, I didn't play, uh, I've been back here when I was in Baltimore and I was always excited to kind of come in, uh, to this city and this field and, and get, to, get a chance to play against the Eagles. I always felt like it, um, you know, it meant a little bit more. So now to have the opportunity to put on this Jersey, um, you know, I, I really feel like it's going to mean a lot to me and, and hope, hopefully I can represent it well. That's Joe Flacco, who won a Super Bowl with the Baltimore Ravens a number of years ago and now in Philadelphia, Victoria. How are you doing today? Doing well. Yeah. Well, and I'm. And besides that. Very I'm, happy about it because. I'm glad you're well. You're doing weller now that Joe Flacco is in town. Yes, Joe Flacco is from my hometown of Audubon, New Jersey. I uh, went to the same elementary school and high school as him and his younger brothers, who are right around my age. So, really? very Yes, very exciting. We're all kind of, we were uh, partial Ravens fans in Audubon when he um, 
first got in the league. Sure. That was very exciting. Obviously, mostly Eagles country. Yes. You know. So uh, you don't want to say first. that too loud. But. Right. But, you know, he was he was our AFC team in Audubon for a while. We were really supportive of that. So it's exciting. So did you, know? you see Joe Flacco grow, I mean, growing up a little bit Absolute, yourself? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, he would sometimes throw passes to his dad in our, I remember, our elementary schoolyard. And he has younger siblings that are around my age. And oh, uh, they were really cool kids. And uh, his their, their parents are very nice. And they're a nice family. That's great. So um, happy, happy that he's uh, going to be an Eagle. It should be interesting. That's right. It's, I think it's just a one-year contract. I think he had some injuries a couple seasons ago, and eventually he lost his starting job in Baltimore to uh, Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson yep. who's done a great job as well. And so last year, I think Flacco played for the Jets, was injured, came back, got healthy, didn't do great, but at least was you know stayed in one piece, which on a side note, I don't know how NFL quarterbacks do it when you have these – 300 pounders coming at you and landing right on right. Boom. I'm like, I get sore just playing, you know, flag football. So football is a tough sport. Yeah. Not for me, but I like watching it and perhaps we'll see <laughs> right. Joe Flacco. I guess, I guess we hope we don't see him in one way. That means Jalen hurts is doing well, but we'll see. Well, I mean, hopefully for Jalen, you know, if anything, it comes out being a, a mentoring benefit sure. you know, because Joe, uh, well, sometimes I know it's debated. Uh, he's, an elite quarterback, and he got the job done in Baltimore. He won MVP that year. They won the Super Bowl. So uh, yep. hopefully he can give him some some tips. I bet that's a huge reason why he's around, and it, it looks like it's a win for everybody. So we're looking forward to that happening. Um, we're also looking forward to – so maybe we'll get some more stories from you as the season unfolds, Victoria. Uh, as far as this hour unfolding, we're looking forward to having uh, a couple of special guests joining us. Just got off the uh, line with our, our friend Dan Barkowiak, who's with the Independence Law Center. We had him on a week or two ago, and there's a pretty cool case that just uh, got ruled on. And uh, Dan himself, although he's happy to join us, he said, I have somebody else, senior counsel, who was really close to this particular case on uh, the ability to it's, – it's a religious liberty case. So we'll, we'll talk about it here in a second, just to give you a quick update on what's going on in the area. So that will be happening. And also a little later on in the hour, Noel Paul Stuckey. Uh, the one and only from Peter, Paul, and Mary is going to be joining us. He has an album coming out, or just came out a couple days ago, and he'll be on the phone with us for a little bit, which is pretty cool to talk about that album. And if I'm not mistaken, he also has local roots. So that's part of our fine broadcast today. Uh, also, not to be forgotten and lost in all the shuffle, we have been working with Save the Children the past, I don't know, three weeks or so, and we're going to continue working with them for maybe another week, give or take. If you would like to help and join in, we're simply trying to do some good work by helping save children who are suffering from severe acute malnutrition. And um, the kind of the core of that is this thing called Plumpy Nut. It's a peanut-based food, a special food that doesn't need refrigeration. And it's an opportunity to provide nutrients and some uh, medical uh, benefits in there, too, that help a child who is literally on the brink of starvation uh, kind of pause that and help pull them back from the edge and then set them on a path to health and stability. And when uh, Scott Wilder from Save the Children joined us about, a two, I guess, about three weeks ago, he was talking about the fact that the most vulnerable children, when they're when they're under two years old, let's say, that's the area you really got to shore up and work on. And then after they get a little older, they're able to, to withstand more. So obviously you don't want anybody to be struggling and suffering with no food to eat or little food to eat. But this is a situation where we're really going to the front lines and helping. So uh, the mathematics of it comes to a $60 contribution. If you want to help out, that covers the cost of basically what it takes to provide enough plumping nut, get it to the 
the into the field and into the hands of the moms and dads who would be taking it back to their kids or have their kids with them. And um, so if you want to help out, that's a, that's a great level. There are folks who have done much more. There are folks who have done less. It all adds up. Uh, a couple quick thank yous here. Edna in uh, Winmore said, I want to help. And she decided to do $27 monthly, actually. She's in for a bigger haul than just one time, which is great. And uh, Harvey in Philadelphia said he'll do a $60 contribution that covers the cost of saving a life. That's a really great thing. Thank you to those two folks. There are others we will thank as the program rolls along and as the days come here in the next uh, week or so in our continued partnership with Save the Children. So if you want to help, you can either go to our site, real easy, WFIL.com, click the Save the Children banner and take it from there, or... You can go to uh, the phone and call at 888-884-4836, 888-884-4836. And it's a special number connected to the radio station. So when you call, they know why you're calling, and they'll be glad to help uh, take down your info. And really probably only takes a couple of minutes to do. This is part of what we want this program and the station to be about. Thanks to all who have helped out so far. And uh, we're glad to be able to partner with Save the Children. Quick break. Come back. And uh, keep our program rolling. It's Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. It's 413, The Tim DeMoss Show, WFIL. Thanks for listening in today. Bringing on board a new friend of the program. His name is Jeff Samek, or Samek, I should say, Jeff Samek. And uh, he is senior counsel at Pennsylvania Family Institute, also Independence Law Center. Hello, Jeff. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good. Thank you so much for on the fly uh, getting in touch with us here. We uh, Dan Bartkoyak has joined us in the past, Randall Wenger as well, to give us updates on what's going on in the, the, the realm of law. And uh, I just got a press release about something that came down yesterday with Senate Bill 247. So if you could take a second, just mention what Senate Bill 247 is and, and what happened. That's a, that's a good news kind of thing that popped up, I guess, just yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, my name is Jeremy Samick. I'm senior counsel with uh, Pennsylvania Family Institute here in Harrisburg. And the current law in Pennsylvania says that there's no teacher in a public school district can wear anything while engaged in the performance of their duties at school that shows any dress or mark or emblem or insignia indicating the fact that that teacher is a member of any religion. And that thing has been in effect for scores and scores of years in Pennsylvania, um, over a hundred years in some states. And Senate Bill 247 would strike that section from the law. So it's the first offense for a teacher who, who would wear a cross necklace, for instance, would be one year suspension from the school. And a second offense would be you couldn't work as a teacher in the state of Pennsylvania again. Uh, there's also penalties for school board members who wouldn't enforce it, uh, fines um, and prohibitions from ever ser- serving as school board members. So these, these uh, types of laws are blatantly unconstitutional, um, but they've existed and they've persisted for so long. Uh, partly due to the fact that we have a, a misunderstanding as to what the establishment clause requires when it comes to um, exercising religious speech, um, when it comes to the context of schools. Unfortunately, we have a, 
this idea that religion and schools don't mix whatsoever. And if you see anything in the school that has to do with religious belief, we have to treat it like it's asbestos, that we need to cordon up the plastic, uh, cordon off the students, and remove it wearing hazmat suits. Mm. But that's simply not what the Constitution provides. And there's been numerous states, in fact, every state in the nation has rescinded these types of laws from their state because they are blatantly unconstitutional. Pennsylvania is the one remaining state that has not removed this law. And so this is a welcome change, um, very necessary, because even though people have known that if this was challenged, that it would probably be ruled unconstitutional, but the the teachers in this state, and, and they continue to teach it in schools for education that this is what the state law requires, and there's teachers that still operate under the belief that they're not allowed to wear even a small cross necklace um, to school. Wow. Wow. Jeremy Samick is our guest. He is senior counsel, Pennsylvania Family Institute and Independence Law Center. And, and just to clarify, there there's a section, I guess it's 1112 in the state's education code that actually it's still in there, but going to be going away. Is that correct? Well, that's the hope. It, just uh, two days ago, the Senate Education Committee, they voted unanimously uh, to remove that section from our law. So that would still have to go to the full Senate, uh, be voted on by the full Senate. The House would have to vote on it, and then it would have to go to the governor's desk. Okay. But then, to, so to clarify right now as it stands, is a teacher technically not allowed to, to wear you know religious types of symbols or garb or whatever at, in the public school? Is that was that what that says, or what? Yeah, or clarify if you would. That 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 is the state law of Pennsylvania. Wow. It's our position that that state law of Pennsylvania is blatantly unconstitutional. Um, but we do know that there are there are uh, school districts and there are teachers that still operate under the belief that and will enforce um, that prohibition. Interesting. So that's why it's important. Yeah, that's why it's very important that they pass this and to 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 ensure that we don't have to litigate a case. Um, in order to have this declared unconstitutional. In practice, it's not something in your experience that is that has been uh, made an issue of, but would still be great to get it out of there so it won't happen? Is it more like that? No, I think this is something that has been an issue in the past. There, there are teachers who, um, who do not wear it because they're under the impression that yeah. that's what the state law requires, and there's administrators um, who tell their teachers not to wear it because that's what state law requires. That's crazy. So you it, know. It, it is important. It is important to do that. Now, there has been a case in Pennsylvania um, back in 2003 where this law was challenged, and it didn't deal with a teacher. And so the court made a narrow decision saying that applying that law to a non-teacher um, in the context of a school would be unconstitutional. Uh, but they kept it very limited, and they didn't want to rule on the question of whether it would apply to to a case that wasn't before at the time a full-time teacher. And so there's, there's, uh, there's ample evidence that it is unconstitutional, um, but we just haven't had a case like that arise and go up to the federal court level yet. Okay. And it, and it, um, it's a bipartisan bill too. I mean, it was introduced both Republican and Democrat, which is nice that it's, you know, coming from both sides in your experience. That's, I would think would potentially help us the success of a bill showing that it's being introduced by both. Typically, yeah, yes, yep. This and this was a, a unanimous in the in the Senate uh, committee, which is great. Um, and th- there's a Senate Democrat and a Senate Republican that are both uh, co-prime sponsoring this bill, so that's encouraging. 
Yeah. Uh, so that gives us hope that, that we can see this through. But this bill has been around for a little while um, and hasn't hasn't picked up steam. And so we're really hoping that this time around uh, that they'll look at it as a serious issue um, and fix it. Jeremy Samick, uh, Senior Counsel, Pennsylvania Family Institute, kind enough to hang out with us with the Independence Law Center as well. Uh, just and out of curiosity, was there anything that has kind of gotten it to this point that, uh, like, what took so long, or was there an incident that, or, or potential incident that brought it to the foreground, or you know, as far as no, the, there, there there wasn't one particular incident, but there's been there's been it's common knowledge that people are aware that this exists and that it's being enforced, and yeah. Um, Depending on who they're bringing it up to, uh, they they're nobody wants to have to 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 bring a lawsuit. Nobody wants to bring a lawsuit against the state, against the state law or their school district, um, and and that's that's part of the problem. People want to be able to go and do their job and teach, right. and so it really is up to the legislature to take the responsibility instead of putting it on the courts uh, to take care of a problem. Is there any reason to think? Because I, I remember you were just saying a little while ago, right? The, the Pennsylvania is actually the, then the last state. Out of the in the whole union, that's going to remove this, so that you know you could go to work with the cross on or whatever it is. Is there any reason you think it has taken so long? I wouldn't have. I don't know why that would be. Why that would be? Yeah, you know that I, that that's a head scratcher, especially coming from a state that was founded by William Penn, right? <laughs> um, to be a place where freedom of religion reigns, and in fact, William Penn himself was thrown into jail uh, because of a religious clothing violation. Once he, he refused to take his hat off in a court, and so it's it's kind of very appropriate that we should be protecting people's ability to wear religious garb and emblems, um, even in a public place like a school. That's crazy. That's interesting. And just and yeah, we're we're a Christian station here, so talking about wearing a cross, it certainly fits. But this is bigger than that, right? This is religious garb, so maybe it extends to other things, other people from other religions, or is it generally a, a Christian kind yeah. of thing? Yeah, absolutely. So if a, if a Jewish teacher wanted to wear the Star of David on a cross necklace, then she would be absolutely entitled to do that as well. That's the hope of, that's what where this is hopefully headed. But currently, that's actually technically not true. Isn't that something? Wow, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah. Jeremy, it's great to make your acquaintance. And uh, and every now and again, we hope we can have you on or Dan or, or, or Randall on or whatever it might be to just get updated on what's going on and, and get some good education. And uh, if folks wanted to Follow cases? Is there through the site for the for the uh, Independence Law Center or, or Pennsylvania Family Institute? Are, are there updates posted there every now and again, or what's a good way to yeah. keep up? Yeah, you can follow us at www.pafamily.org, so pafamily.org, okay. um, and you can sign up to get updates on. We send emails out every Friday letting people know what's happening in Harrisburg and around the state when it comes to issues important to the families in Pennsylvania, education, uh, pro-life issues and uh, protection of religious liberty. That's great. We'll put that in the podcast description so people can look at the website there. Uh, you get the site through there, too. How, out of curiosity, how long have you been working together? What got you interested in, in law in the first place? Well, I've been with Pennsylvania Family Institute since 2015. Um, and prior to that, I was in private practice. And I like to volunteer on cases uh, to protect life and religious liberty because we want to see we want to see a Pennsylvania where um, religious freedom is protected and, and the gospel is able to be shared um, as broadly as possible. Yeah, that's great. And just add, and for you, did you grow up interested in law? Is that, you know, it fascinates oh, me. I never well, did it, but it fascinates me. <laughs> sure. You know, actually, my boss, Randall Wenger, who's chief counsel at Independence Law Center and Pennsylvania Family Institute, and I have similar stories. 
when we were growing up, we listened to people like Jay Sekulow on the radio talking oh. about religious cases, religious liberty cases, and um, care deeply about the pro-life cause. And so we sort of have a that sort of got our got our interest when we were younger. Interesting, you know, Jay Sekulow, his program, uh, Jay Sekulow Live, uh, airs every day on our radio station from twelve thirty to one. So that's right. So there's probably some some future religious liberty uh, attorneys out in the audience right now. That's really neat. That's great, Jeremy. Thank you so much for taking time with us today, and it's nice to make your acquaintance. And we'll hopefully have you on again. Absolutely. Thank you, Tim. God bless you. Thanks. It's Jeremy Samick. Senior Counsel, Pennsylvania Family Institute, Independence Law Center. On the Tim DeMar Show, brief break. We'll come back with more. Don't forget, special guest, Noel Paul Stuckey from Peter, Paul, and Mary. He'll be joining us before the hour is through. Has new CD out. That and much more coming up in just a moment. Tim DeMar Show, AM560, WFIL.com, and on the you know, famous, world famous, kind of, sort of, WFIL app. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Back against the wall with nowhere to go. About to lose it all, but I didn't know. Where you go? Where you go? AM560 WFIL.com on the app. KJ52 and whosoever South helping out there too. Songs called One Year Ago. KJ52 has been doing music for better part of a couple of decades. And uh, that's the latest CD called One Year Ago as well. Title track there. We're giving copies away. If you want to win one, WFIL.com. Click the contest page and you can uh, enter to win that. There are a bunch of other contests there. You're welcome to. Enter as well. The uh, album is full of faith, it's full of trust, and uh, hope in God. And also some cool collaborations. So check that out at uh, WFIL.com. We're going to, I guess, 70. We're at the peak of the day, perhaps. Down to 59 tonight. Make it a shower. Tomorrow on the cloudy side, shower, thunder shower possible. But we may get to 80. How about that? Love that. Phil's lost to Detroit 4-1 yesterday. Taking on the Yankees tonight, 6.05. Flyers are home this evening at 7 against the Rangers. And the Sixers taking on the Lakers tonight at 10. 3 o'clock this afternoon was the NBA tra- uh, trade deadline. And the Sixers made a trade to pick up George Hill from the Oklahoma City Thunder. He's uh, in his early to mid-30s, been around the block a few times, and should be able to add some uh, strength to the team, especially in the area of defense as they... Shore up for the home stretch and see if they can get themselves deep into the playoffs, perhaps even to the championship round and even win a title. That would be something around here. Philadelphia would go crazy. Philadelphia likes its championships. Don't have a whole lot of them to celebrate necessarily, but to be fair, it's not easy to win one, you know? So not that I would know personally. Well, I know from softball and baseball, but not from a professional level. So, uh, and I mean, think about it. Most of the leagues, no matter what league you're talking about, you know, they have 25, 30, 35 teams, whatever it is. So if you're going to divide it up mathematically, you, your team should win one every 25 or 30 years. It's not supposed to be something you win every year, but we do like them when they happen. Uh, so anyhow, we'll see how that plays out. Looking forward to um, having Noel Paul Stuckey on with us in just a little bit. He's known a better part of the, the, the trio, Peter, Paul, and Mary, back from the 60s and through the 70s and since. Uh, if you're not sure who that... Now, I know some people in the audience are well aware who that is. 
But there may be others who are like, I don't, I'm not sure that I know who that is. So let me give you like a little sample of one of their songs here that you might know. songs you might know by Peter, Paul, and Mary, and uh, that was a live version of it on TV back in 1963. I'm going to play this other song for you in its entirety. It's a song they didn't actually write, but they made popular. Bob Dylan wrote this song, and this song is maybe one of their most well-known ones. This is Peter, Paul, and Mary. Paul will be joining us in about, I don't know, eight or ten minutes. Here we go. AM560WFL.com on the app. I wasn't born when that song was out originally. But I'm pretty sure that would have been on this very radio station some 60 years ago, 60 or 55, whatever it was. It was uh, written by Bob Dylan, I think, in 1962. And Peter, Paul, and Mary were further down the musical road at that point and actually wound up being the ones that made the song very popular initially. It almost, I think it was number two on the charts back in 62. The year after, Dylan actually released his own version, and it didn't go anywhere on the charts at the time. And, of course, Dylan wound up becoming a very, very well-known, famous singer-songwriter. So in any case, uh, that's just a little backstory. And if I'm not mistaken, that was the song that was... Uh, performed by Peter, Paul, and Mary uh, back in 1963, overlooking the uh, the mall area when Martin Luther King Jr. did the I Have a Dream speech. So anyhow, a lot of history there. Quick break. We're going to come back with the uh, middle of that group, uh, Paul. Noel, Paul Stuckey will be joining us. It's the Tim DeMoss Show. He has a new album out. We'll talk with him about that, and uh, we'll see. We'll maybe we'll go down memory lane a little bit. It's Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and the FIL app. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's 442 on the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Thank you for listening in this afternoon. The album is called Just Causes. Just came out a couple days ago. And uh, to talk about it, joining us from Peter, Paul, and Mary. Paul, right in the middle there. Noel, Paul Stuckey. New album from you. How are you, sir? Hi, Tim. I'm fine. I'm just recalling uh, living a little outside of Philadelphia and uh, working in a camera shop in Bryn Mawr. No way. Right on the yeah, right on the pike. I used to deliver uh, pictures down, to, uh, you know, down to what's that? The name of this the road that goes around the outside of uh, Philadelphia, uh, the Blue Route, I think. Four no, no, it wasn't that. It was on this. You'd take the Scuck Hill down, and just before you got into Philadelphia, yeah, Outer Line or Outer Drive. Oh, Lincoln anyway. Drive, Lincoln Drive, I think. Yeah. 
Anyway, I, I have fond memories of Philadelphia. It was the kickoff for me to go to New York and join Peter and Mary and sing in Greenwich Village, and then, oh my gosh, look what's happened. <laughs> look what happened since then. That's fantastic. And and you and I think you were uh, you born also not too far off in Baltimore, right? So you, the whole area you're, you're well familiar with the region. So yeah, well, lived in the Northeast for a long, long time, and as a matter of fact, still live in the Northeast, uh, but about as far north and as far east as you can get up on the coast of Maine now. That's you ever get down to the greater Philadelphia area for whatever reasons? Well, for a concert occasionally, yeah, but okay. uh I don't come down for the cheesesteaks anymore. <laughs> That's great. Well, WFIL has been here for many years, uh, and when Peter, Paul, and Mary was, were making their way around, it was certainly a very hot radio station. It changed formats. It's actually a Christian station now, uh, interestingly enough, and uh, yeah. formatted. But we have a, a lot of different artists on. We have different people from different backgrounds on talking about whatever's going on. And, and the new album for you is really cool. Uh, and I saw a couple think tracks on there, too, that really jumped off my mind, you know, at, I wanted to ask you about. But um, I'll step back from that for a second. Just talk for a second about the about how this came to be and uh, and what went to putting it together. Well, I'm, I'm a little embarrassed to admit that I was standing in a uh, frozen food section of my grocery store, and I was reminded when I looked at the Paul Newman pizza box that he gives 100% of his, of his food product... Uh, profits to charity and i thought you know i've been in this business and very comfortably so for 50 60 years it's about time i started giving back from my royalties so i looked at a career of 50 years of songwriting and i thought you know i'm possibly not the most political person that was in peter paul and mary uh even though the trio was given that mantle uh, by many of the movements in the uh, 60s and, uh, and even into the 70s and 80s. But uh, I've got 15 tunes here, each of which addresses a particular circumstance that we share as a community. And why don't I give the profits then of those songs to those particular charities? So I have, and the results have just been great. I mean, the press, you guys, radio have all been very kind to me about it, uh, very kind to the product, and, and even the people themselves in the charities. You know, when I wrote them and said, I'm going to give, you know, I'm giving a donation, and of course they would say, you know, thank you. But <laughs> right. a lot of them had, a lot of them had personal stories. They said, oh, I was seven years old when I came to Valley Inn, the playhouse to see you. And so, there's a lot of personal connection to it as well. That's really neat. Well, and I was wondering if you had started with songs, like you just knew songs that would work for the idea, or if you had some causes that you already felt passionate about and it kind of went back and forth to bring it all the way to fruition, if that makes sense. Was it, was it well, more? Yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I would say that it was both, actually. You okay. know, I mean, a song like Danny's Down, yes. which uh, talks about a family's acceptance of their down children, uh, uh, Down syndrome child, and that what a difference that child then makes in their life. That you know is kind of a mutual understanding, and of course I had sympathy uh, to be able to find the Congress, the National Down Syndrome Congress organization. You know, many times these groups uh, are kind of under the radar. I mean, they do such great work, and if if you go 
out online, if you Google them or you talk to someone who has a problem, let's say an addiction problem, uh, you find out pretty quickly who the movers and the shakers in that area are. And so with a team of people, uh, you know, the two or three people that work with me at New World Multimedia, uh, it didn't take long for us to shake down to the people who uh, are the, some of the most important contributors to the support systems for these various causes. Hmm. You know, my wife and I have a beautiful daughter, Victoria Joy is her name, and she uh, has a lot of special needs, not really anything official. Uh, cerebral palsy would be the closest to it. So when I saw the Danny's Down song on there, uh, you know, that, that jumped off of me. And there's a story behind that, right? There was a family or something that um, – I, I was curious what that story was, if you had a second to share. You know, it's one of uh, the few songs on the album that I did not write. So hmm. if you wanted to know the real story of its creation, you'd have to talk to Michael Blanchard. But, okay. But connected to your thought, I have to say – I tell you a story. I was singing the song in Israel, and up out of the audience came the parents and the child named Danny, who had a Down syndrome. No way. You just can't plan these things, you know. You you have to open your arms and just thank, thank the divine for the coincidences in your life that reassure you that there is a connection between all of us as people. There's one song on here, too, The Revolution One by One. I love the music and the message uh, for a lot of reasons. Talk, just talk about that and, and the, you know, the encouragement that it's about. Thanks. Uh, you know, if people really want to experience revolution, uh, they should, I know it's difficult if they're, if they're driving in their car to write anything down, but if they can remember revolution1x1.org, it's revolution1by1.org. They're going to see a bunch of smiling faces in a video that was put together with that music as the background. Because I'm of the firm belief that if this is going to be a better world, we're going to have to start one by one. You know, that that's where the peace movement begins, is in the heart of each of the participants. Uh, you know, we can, we can look at politics, we can look at big movements, but it all boils down to the... It, dedication of each one of us and to coming out of this horrific pandemic which uh, has kept us in our houses kept us in our shells uh, and made us I think in retrospect aware of how valuable our relationship to other people can be and should be as we come out of this pandemic I, I sincerely hope that we will smile at uh, you know will wave at total strangers no matter where they're from and, and win this revolution one by one. I love it because uh, I'll often say on my show how you can love the person in front of you regardless of who they voted for or whatever. It doesn't matter. You know, you mentioned driving. How many times a day could you let someone in instead of trying to rush and make them wait? You know, even something like that, right? There's a lot you can do, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And that gesture gets passed on. It's you true. know, that was the beautiful thing about the Crosby, Stills, and Nash song. You know, love the one you're with. Last quick question for you. Any aspect of your musical journey, whether it's Peter, Paul, and Mary or, or solo work, that you found most gratifying? I think there are lessons all along the way. You know, the legacy you know, I inherited and Peter and Mary and I inherited from Woody Guthrie and Pete Seeger and Josh, 
Josh White are, are not to be ignored. I mean, the, the traditional uh, sense of community that's passed on through music is really important. And then added to that is the, some might call it spice, but I call it the core of love with a capital L. If you avail yourself of uh, love as a divine source, you just kind of step out then in faith into life. And it is in that vulnerability and in that generosity that we discover not only ourselves, but a more peaceful world and, uh, and the relationships with people around us. Noel Paul Stuckey, congratulations on Just Causes, and thank you for taking time with us today. Oh, thank you, Tim. It was nice talking to you, and give my regards to Philadelphia. Shall do. Have a great day. Thank you. All right. 4.52, just enough time to knock out a quick break and play that song I'm talking about, Revolution One by One. We'll get to that here in just a moment. It's Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, on the WFIL app. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. Every solitary person that we leave, we're going to wave at total strangers, no matter where they're from. I'm going to stop Revolution one by one. If you looked it up online, it's Revolution and One X One, the official title of that song. No Paul Stuckey from Peter Paul and Mary. New CD came out just a couple of days ago called Just Causes. It's one of the songs you'll find on there. Don't forget, WFL has the kindness challenge going. You could win your choice of twelve thousand dollars towards a new vehicle or car payments for a year, and the same for a hometown hero you nominate. Details net. On our homepage, WFIL.com, there are actually bonus entries you can uh, you know earn by doing various acts of kindness. Check out all the details on that kindness challenge. It's sponsored by Brenner Chevrolet, which also sponsors our fine broadcast at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening in. Looking forward to our famous Friday show tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.